For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Monday, May the 6th, no, May 18th. God, I start off with the wrong date. What the hell? It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got a ton of stuff to discuss today. Honestly, when we were talking earlier, I had no idea what was going on in the world of sports. I knew that the last dance was last night. That was the only thing I was focused on. I got a page worth of notes on that again. And uh, and then I start reading all this other stuff that breaks this afternoon about California and New York welcoming sports back. And you sent over the link about the South Korean sex doll incident. And Ole Miss and USC are playing. I mean, there's a ton of stuff, right? A ton of stuff. Well, let's let's get into the show or, or, or finish our intro and then get into the show. Because <laughs> you the, just got into the show. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. That's right. They are back. They are open. Everything's good to go. Uh, they do obviously have some different things put in place, some different policies to make sure everybody is safe and whatnot. Uh, I think the poker tables are going to have, like, the little glass things on them, from what I understand, at least some of them. Uh, McKinnon already jumps in on the chat. Facebook is rolling. Tyrone said, hey, what's up? Michael said, what's up, fellas, on Twitch? Yes, that's right. Tunica, Mississippi casinos are back open. We are ready to rock and roll. They've got six incredible sports books. You can find more information about them over at tunicatravel.com. Go do yourself a favor. They got all sorts of stuff going on down there. Matt jumps in on the YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, Tunica, Mississippi. Tunicatravel.com is the website. You are going to want to check that stuff out. Uh, we promise, especially for football season. But they got other stuff going on that they'll be uh, they'll be good to go with. So check it out. Tunicatravel.com. You can find us at winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, video, social media platforms, and the new website should be up, uh, honestly, within the week. So I'm feeling good. I've got a lot done on it. Uh, I may put it up even if it's not totally complete uh, because I'm, I'm sick of waiting on it because I feel good about it. So I, uh, I will have that up later on this week. But you can subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to all your live feeds, whatever. We're on Periscope. We're on Twitch. We are on Twitter, per- uh, whatever, Facebook, YouTube, etc. And then any of your favorite podcast apps, make sure you leave a nice comment, a nice review, and share the show with you boys. All of you guys that are watching right now on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, etc., do us a favor and share that show out. So just tell your friends about it. You don't even have to say anything. Just post it. Just, just click the share button. That would help out more than you know. Tyrone said, what's up, baby blue? <laughs> what's up? I like this. I, I like the color, buddy. That's good stuff. That's good I stuff. Appreciate that. So we're uh, we're glad to have Tunica back on board, back open and whatnot. I cannot wait to get down to the casinos, uh, just in time for Memorial Day weekend and and all that good stuff. It's going to be a good time. So uh, again, tunicatravel.com. Go check them out. Check us out. Winningcureseverything.com. Let's fire into the topics here. The first one up. 
Ole Miss and USC have scheduled a home-and-home home for 2025-2026. Now, before we get into uh, the debate over why it has to be so far away, let's discuss how cool this could possibly be, right? These two teams have never played each other. You've got Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, former USC head coach, former USC offensive coordinator under Pete Carroll, and, and USC, from their college football account today, their official account, shared out and said, Hey, at Lane Kiffin. Like, I love when stuff like that pops up. It is, or no, they said, sup, Lane Kiffin. I love this kind of stuff, right? There is obviously a storyline here. The two teams have never played. The last time the USC did a home-and-home with an SEC team, they played Arkansas. And when they traveled to Fayetteville, they beat them 70-17. to Now, this was during the Pete Carroll heyday and all that. Uh, I think that the reason that USC is willing to schedule somebody like Ole Miss in a home-and-home is because they don't view them as a threat. They don't at all. I would venture to say that Lane Kiffin, if if he is still the coach, obviously he is going into his first season in 2020. In five years, he could be completely gone. He could be out of here. He could have a bigger job. He could, I mean, any number of things. But I think there is a very realistic chance that he has got them rolling in close to the same way that Hugh Freeze did, and I don't know about the recruiting stuff, anything like that. I'm just just throwing it out there. When Hugh Freeze had it rolling, Ole Miss was a really good football team. They can get guys. So I think that it, there's a chance that we could see a good Ole Miss squad going up against a USC team that who knows where this team is going to be. They, everybody thought they were going to fire their coach last year. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I think this could end up being a really good series. What say you, Chris? It's five years from now. We have no idea what these teams are going to look like then. It doesn't matter. USC could be back to old school USC kicking people's ass and winning the Pac-12 year in and year out. And Ole Miss, there's no telling where they could be in the realm of the rebuild. If Lane is incredible in his first four seasons, he could jump to a big boy job. Big, big, big boy job easily by then and then this is all pointless and moot i hate that they do these things so far out because we don't know where these teams are going to look at that point in time yeah like you're right if you were to do this in two years then you get old miss two years to to get into a rebuild and to change the way they look and to do some other things and then uh usc i would assume is going to look a little bit like they look now if they're going downward they're not going to go down much more than they already are because they're still usc and still going to be able to get the best talent in california um and and if they make a coaching change or things happen and clay helton kind of turns the corner then then they could be on the upward swing but Either way, I think when they play, if Lane is still there, it's going to be a fun and great matchup. Problem is, is we're we're projecting a lot for four years, five years down the road. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Tyrone on Facebook said Notre Dame will kick USC's ass again. It probably this year. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. They didn't beat their ass last year. They've been about three points. Uh, Matt on YouTube has a lot to say about this. First, he said, "I missed football so bad this weekend. I went to the UPS store just to boo the Packers." So, of course, we love that. We love that one. OB Matt, again, I would love to see those SoCal boys come down to the humidity in Mississippi. Uh, 100%. I mean, that's, a, that's one of the advantages that Ole Miss will actually have, depending upon when they actually schedule the game. 
Uh, and then on top of that, Matt said Lane Kiffin will probably have Ole Miss under some investigation by then. And then McKinnon on Facebook said, can we just all agree USC is consistently the most overrated team going into every season? I, don't, I wouldn't say every season. Um, last year, I mean, they outplayed expectations. I mean, they went 8-4. Yeah, they their, were a game their, out of Their home. expectations were pretty low last year. Yeah. I don't know that they were overrated by anybody. No. Now, now, a lot of the time, for sure, Ben jumped in and said Texas is. Yeah, probably. Yes. That that is probably well. Last year, we will all unanimously agree Nebraska was because they had like the third best odds to win the national championship, and I believe they might have sniffed out four wins. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's a hundred percent. So correct. all of these other people get swept under the rug until somebody settles the hell down about Nebraska. I people seem to really think that Nebraska is going to be pretty decent again they, this year. Because they believe in magic. But their schedule is magic. tough, man. I, I, Nebraska could easily be a team that goes 6-0 and to start with and then loses the last six games. That's how difficult that schedule is. What, just off the top of your head, like USC Ole Miss, fun, weird matchup. Yeah. Um, oh, Lane Stapp Gaming said, uh, I'm an Ole Miss fan. I cannot wait for this. I think Ole Miss at this point is in rebuild mode. But USC yep. is a lot better uh, but Kiffin may know what he's doing since uh, Kiffin came from FAU. Um, McKinnon said, fair point. And then, uh, well, com- coming from FAU last season. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kiffin did well at FAU. Really well. He's I mean, done he- well everywhere he's gone except USC. He, he did Even fine then, there. Yeah. Let's look back. He just didn't meet their standards of competing for a national championship and winning 10 games every year. Correct. Correct. So, uh, off the top of your head, what would be a weird fun matchup, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, and I apologize. It just popped into my head. But what would be one like a USC Ole Miss that would be off the wall, kind of fun to see? I mean, it's basically the same contrast of you're taking Pretty Boy California and you're bringing it to Pretty Boy Mississippi, okay? Which pretty different and pretty now, are, boy Are you going UCLA and, and Mississippi yeah. State or – no, UCLA's not Cowtown, L.A. Come on. <laughs> Come on. UCLA no. is still damn pretty boy UCLA. No, you're right. Um, you're right. I don't I don't know. It would it would be some contrasting thing like that where these two are basically, you know, you've got two schools that are – I mean, I think outside of the winning, take the winning record, the – the stereotypes about USC are probably more closely aligned with the stereotypes in the SEC with Ole Miss. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. They take records away, take how good they've been at different things away, because that has to do with money and the size of your school and your fan base. That's a totally different thing. But I'm going to bet that USC fans go to a lot of football games and flip-flops and khaki shorts and button-up T-shirts. So. (laughs) <laughs> Tyrone said Idaho State versus Alabama. Like, well, that's on, kind of the same team versus the same team. Yeah. Let's, well, uh, and that's not really true. Al- Alabama's not that team. Michael anymore. said, I'd love to see Texas versus Texas A&M. So, I, he's an that's A&M the fan. game I want. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the styles anymore. All the fans in the world want this game, and the administration wants nothing to do with it. I think, like, Texas A&M, um, God, who would – I mean – See, there's nothing fun for Texas A&M. Like, at Washington State and Mississippi State, 
Like it, Mike Leach jumped to the same school just in the SEC. Like, yeah, that didn't really change. Doesn't anything. change anything, but that would be fun to watch. I think um, Washington and Tennessee. That could what, be. Fun. What needs to happen is the little school has to have gotten the new good coach. Yeah. And the big school has to be on the downside or else you don't. Because Washington State, Mississippi State, not close. Not close. I like Rolovich. Love Rolovich. Think a lot about him. But the talent gap between Washington State and Mississippi State ain't close. In the trenches, Washington State's going to get murdered. Oh, absolutely. They can't hang. You, you, would need, you would need the big coach to leave the big school. You would need Nick Saban to leave and to go coach at Iowa State. And then Iowa State, Alabama play. Yeah. Like that's. Like, that's what you're talking about here. You're talking about the coach that left the big school and for whatever his reasons is, has landed in the little school and is trying to get the little school back and the big school's never reached its old potential and now they're playing. That's the contrast I'm trying to find. That's yeah. really hard to find. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I, that's that's the story. You're looking, I mean, Lockley in Alabama, maybe if Saban ever left and Alabama kind of started going through their lulls. I, I think of, the matchup, like everybody – in the early 2010s, everybody wanted Oregon and Alabama. I think that'd be a really fun matchup right now to have a home-and-home. Home. Like, put Alabama in Eugene, bring Oregon down to Tuscaloosa. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, Matt said Alabama versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's see. Tyrone, of course, is laughing here. Uh, ben said Texas's AD refuses. And Mike said Ben because they are afraid to get that ass kicked. I'd love to see a Power uh, Five. Hey, Texas I, I would tournament. tell you this: A and M's athletic department and president and administration's pretty hell bent on that never happening again either. That 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 is that is a rivalry that went too far. Yes, and they I as much as I want to see those teams play because I do think they're pretty equal footing right now. Um, I I. I think that hatred might be too bad to where it's just not worth it. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, Lane Stapp Gaming said, ever since Hugh Freeze left, Ole Miss has struggled. Well, truth yeah, well, is, yeah. I mean, they've been under NCAA because they, like, because they replaced Hugh Freeze with Matt Luke. Yeah. And on okay. top of that, they've, been, they've they, had NCAA sanctions put on them. And I mean, they, had, they, they couldn't recruit the way they normally would. They couldn't get the scholarship athletes because they didn't have the scholarships. It's tough. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really tough. You you cannot miss. Uh, Tyrone said Alabama cannot beat an NFL team. A hundred percent. We know. Well, that. no, no, no college team could ever do that. Yeah. Matt's just drunk already at work. <laughs> he didn't do a lot. I love it. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's dive into the next topic here. Um, next one here: California and New York both are saying yes to sports coming back without fans. But it is way sooner than anybody anticipated. And I have to wonder if some of this had to do with these colleges and these universities saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, you can't do this. And, and you know, NFL, I'm thinking they're getting pressure from everywhere. No, nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you one guy picked up the phone. Who's that? One guy. That's Roger Goodell. You think so? Yep. He said, look, we ain't going to have this shit. Because like, California has three teams. And um, New York has one, and New two, York three. Has three, quote unquote, even two of them live and play in New Jersey, but they're based out of New York. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I think the NFL swings the biggest dick out of any business in town in these states. Yeah, I could believe that. Because if those teams decided to pack their stuff and move to Florida, 
what they would see is other businesses say, huh, the NFL packed up and left. Maybe we should too. And all, I mean, Elon Musk threatened to do it with Tesla last week. What little manufacturing and businesses that are done in California could be, could be gone pretty quickly and in New York, the same thing. I I think it was just peer pressure. And I think the biggest dog in town said, we're not doing this. Uh, California is home to no fewer than 18 franchises across the major professional U S sports leagues, NBA, major league baseball, hockey, major league soccer have all been shut down due to COVID-19 since March. Uh, Newsom said he doubts fans will be able to attend sports events until the COVID-19 vaccine or substantial herd immunity has been achieved. Um, but it's, you know, it, he said that sports in the state could return in early June without spectators, provided progress continues to be made in checking the advance of the coronavirus. Hey, California's numbers are low. Low, 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 yes. low, low. Um, and so statewide. It's like they, statewide. That's a big-ass state. Oh, yes. I mean, it's just massive. Uh, I I think you're probably right. Like they are feeling pressure from everywhere, and I, I do think that colleges, soccer, hockey, baseball, everybody was kind of giving them pressure. But like but baseball, only, we don't even know if we're coming back. I mean, it. That's knows? right. Baseball and basketball, we don't know if they're going to fish. If, and if basketball does it, I really don't think they're traveling. I think they're going to do the bubble thing for the playoffs, and that's yeah. it. So, um, um, it's just one of those things where. Uh, they need to uh, figure that out. That's not going to help the local states. But football, football's, yeah. football's the moneymaker. And 100%. I'm going to tell you this. He says no fans. If every other state um, has Decides fans. fans, they're going to end up having yeah, fans. They're going to have to figure that out. Because, once again, how do you tell your team you don't have home field advantage anymore? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's insane. It's it's, it's crazy to think about. Uh, Lane Stapp Gaming said New York and California – May have a say to uh, to have NFLs back, but Roger Goodell would say, no, not on my watch. It wouldn't happen, but I think the NFL is still going to go on with or without fans. That's my opinion. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, Jose said, FanDuel has uh, NFL point spreads already for week one and two. Yeah, uh, basically every oh, we, book. We talked about this yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Every last week when we talked about the uh, um, um, the preseason schedule coming out. Oh, Man, yeah. I don't think the NFL is slowing down for anybody. No, I, I think you're right. I think the NFL stops for nobody. Like, nope, they I are think going they're to going through this thing, and they're going to take their chances with people getting sick and spreading it, and they're going to ha- I guarantee you, back of their ticket somewhere is going to say on there, you forbid your rights to sue us if you come here and you get sick or whatever. It's, it's going to be the same language that's if you get knocked out, by a foul ball, it ain't on us. You break your nose, it's on you. You're here, you're on risk. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, they'll just they'll put the waiver on the uh, on the ticket. Like that's people saying, look. well, they're gonna they'll sell a third of the man. I I don't know if they're even gonna do that. I don't know if they're gonna do that. Well, in the NFL, I think you don't have open to. those gates and say if you want to come, come on. Yeah, no, 100 percent. McKinnon said, I can't remember who it was, and this plays back into what I was saying with the universities and whatnot. Because I mean, there's a ton. Of universities in California, in New York, etc. Uh, so I can't remember who it was I was watching yesterday, but they brought up the rumor that all the Pac-12 ADs apparently got together and agreed if California, Washington, and/or Oregon don't allow their teams to play in state, they could go play their quote-unquote home games in other states within the conference. Uh, not that they had uh, as big an impact as the NFL, but it could have been a proving point to California and New York. 
Like, yeah. hey, you got to do something. We have to have a season. We're, Otherwise, we're, we're going go, under. We're going to do something without you. And and it's, you know, I'm going to tell you, it, it's just basically the college people don't really, well, I guess the individual, the fans would, the boosters would for these schools, they would do the same thing that the NFL does. We're going to hold our money over you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, slave driver said uh, just on YouTube, just let everything go back to normal and let it all play out. Let everyone get it. Uh and may the strongest survive. Yeah, I mean it. But and I can't speak to the science yeah. behind it. I can't speak to you know. Let's just open it. That's all above my pay grade. I'm just going to tell you this. I think these athletes can go back to work, and yeah. I think they can go play football, and they can play baseball, and they can play basketball. And if you're afraid to play and you don't want to do it anymore, nobody's forcing you to. Like this isn't the old Soviet Union where all of our athletes are really in the military and they just follow orders. No. Yeah. No, 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 it's not like you, that. You don't have to play. Blake Snell, you don't want to play. You don't feel safe. Stay home. That's yeah, okay. You don't have that's to. Right. And here's the thing. No one's going to mock you. No one's going to make fun of you. We're going to move on without you, and that's okay. Yeah, if if we have a season, you can play or you don't play. You don't, um, yeah, that's and, right. And if you don't play, you don't get paid. You're not going to get paid, and, and you're not going to get a year accrued on your contract. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Michael said Newsom has to backtrack on something he said. Shocker. Yeah, I kept saying that, that, though. I kept bringing that up, that it doesn't matter. All these governors at some point in time got into a dick measuring contest and said, well, I'm going to extend mine to October. And the next one's like, well, I'm going to extend mine to 2021. And then the, and we just keep pushing it back. And really, all they're doing is just trying to out, you know, show people that they care about their people more. So I don't really know what they were proving, but – but they were just measuring dicks, and all they had to do was is they get either any pushback or the science comes back to where it's safe to open up or whatever. They just undo everything that they did. Yeah. Now, I read a really interesting article about the, uh, the analysis and whatnot, all these statistical things that they came up with uh, that were basically wrong. They used one company, and the coding was wrong, and, and everybody based everything off of this one model. and. Well, but one thing that's hard for me to understand is these are my people, okay? People in Italy were dying in droves. Yeah. And I know that that country is built different than our country. But I can't understand how one country made up of a lot of different people from all different ages. This thing looked like the plague. I mean, people were putting their dead on the street. Yeah. Because they couldn't keep them in the house, but the you know the burial areas and the funeral homes all stuff were so backed up, it was just like you just put grandma out on the curb, and I don't and, know how to explain that. We saw that happen. I don't think every politician is wrong for when they all freaked out and we shut this thing down because I don't know how the hell I, you should react when you. But see but that. I don't know that you need to put a time limit on on these things. Sure. Like it, you can do why, a time limit of a month at a time. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing that we've got to figure out is, is we all came out and we told everybody to lock down and our country for the most part complied. Yeah. We all said we will follow orders when given orders that are reasonable. And we all agreed this was reasonable because we wanted to flatten the curve. Yeah. And then now these people are changing their tunes and they're saying, nope, we're not releasing this until we have a cure or a vaccine. And everybody said, hold on wasn't our agreement. Our agreement was reasonable. You're changing the agreement to something unreasonable 
we ain't playing that game. Uh, Dave, nope. Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool Sports talked about this last week, right? And and it was an incredible video. <laughs> like, in, and it explained it in layman's terms very simply. Uh, you said we were working to flatten the curve, but now you're saying we're working to find a cure. Well, what if we don't ever find a cure? Like that's that's, right. that's where it becomes we still an issue. don't have a cure for. He, he brought up these points. We still don't have a cure for AIDS. We don't have a cure, we, even though we have a vaccine for the flu. We don't have a cure for the flu. We don't have a cure for cancer. It, we still don't have cures for things. We still operate under normal processes. Yeah. Okay. We might not ever go back to shaking hands again. That's fine. All right. That's okay. But like, we do need to be able in to. Things our work. life might change, but we still have to go back to normal life at some point. Yeah, I mean, there's we're talking almost 39 million people unemployed right now. That is unreasonable and ridiculous. Like, it's just, it, the, well, the country cannot operate But then you have a whole like different that. group of people of, I mean, what are you working for at yeah. some point in time? Not, not because, and I'm not getting into the political aspect of unemployment's paying more than some of these essential jobs, okay? Yeah. That's a different argument altogether. But when you're working, what are you working for? Because I know what I work for. I, I work hard all year, a, co- a couple of times a year, so I can leave. I live in a place that I don't really enjoy living, okay? Olive Branch, Mississippi is cheap, all right? It's a very good cost of living. I live in a, you know. It's a nice community. The 13th largest it's, city yeah. in the country. It's not a bad community, but there's not a lot to do around the Memphis area. No, okay? no, but, but and not, there, not for us. Like, we want football games. We want uh, theme parks. We want, you know, we want fun. There, there's things just not. To do. It's not Chicago. All right. Agreed. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not Vegas. It's not. It's not a big city where you have a, a Atlanta, D.C. It's not those places. All right. Yeah. So I work really hard. So when I get a break, I can leave this place. Yeah. Well, right now I have worked. I've worked really hard and I've saved up and I've got money sitting aside ready to burn right now, and I'm waiting on Myrtle Beach to open up. I'm waiting on I'm waiting on Vegas to open up and Gatlinburg to open up and 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 you know Disney World and these places to open back up and and some of them are open but it, you ain't going right now because well, there's no reason. Open. Hang on, don't don't tell me Gatlinburg or the restaurants open. Okay, is the theme park open? No. Is the, That's the, is thing. the aquarium open? No. Oh, so I can go walk the trail, the same trail every day and eat pancakes at the same place every day. Like at some point in time, that's nice. The water park's not open. My kids ain't going to want to do that. That's not a vacation. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We already not. walk this damn neighborhood every day. I can't go just somewhere else and just walk. <laughs> I got to take these kids to do something. Let me, uh, You're driving let, me crazy. Let me drive, let me, let me jump in with the, uh, uh, YouTube comments here. Uh, let's see. Lane Stapp Gaming said, might as well let Alabama and Clemson fight it out for the national title because it's mostly every year those two in the championship anyway. Uh, no, that's well, not what we year. want. I want a, I want a football season. And Alabama wasn't anywhere close to it last year. Uh, nope. So there are people that are going to have something to say. Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, et cetera. Like, you're going to have teams in there that uh, that are going to have something to say about it. Um, let's see. How is tennis not back, but MMA is back? Uh, you got different people running the sport. If, if tennis had somebody like Dana White operating it, tennis would have been back a month ago. I've got, I've got an explanation for that because one of the podcasts to follow is produced by a guy who's really, really high up with the tennis. All right, stuff. go ahead and tell me. And, and he, tennis is not like golf or MMA where like 80% of the golfers live in Florida, stuff like that. Those people are all across the the world That's and the country. Point. Yeah. And so in order to play, travel has to be open. That's a good point. That's a good point. Travel has to be, and tennis players, they're not private, like enough to have a tournament 
are not private jetters, okay? These guys are flying Southwest like you and I. That's they it. just are. True. Oh, yeah, because they, well, they don't make enough money. I mean, they, they, they don't make enough money. You've got the top tier that, that are private jetters, and then everybody else is, is Southwest coach. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Ben said this conversation happens on the show every day. Yeah, here lately it kind of has been. But, I mean, it, it, it's the biggest topic in the world. Yeah, what a, you know. Well, but we got new information now, which is the two states that we were kind of trying to plan everything around changed. Finally, everything. buckled and caved and said, yeah. "We cannot function unless we join everybody else, or we're going to be left behind." Damien said the players should get paid whether they do or don't want to play. They shouldn't be punished for not wanting to risk their lives just for entertainment. Um, but what do they do for a living? They they play entertainment. Uh, entertainment. Right? For They're a in the entertainment business for a living. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, that's wrong. That's just that's just wrong. That's patently wrong. Let's see. Lane Stapp Gaming said, "I live in Jackson, Mississippi, and I want everything open. At least let places like important places be open." Uh, let's see. Matt Miller said, "DC is a cesspool." I was super disappointed visiting. Uh, it depends on where you go. Like, I love DC, man. I I went to okay. DC and I I enjoyed it. So, but I've it, never it depends been, on, but it's on my it's on my list of places to take my kids as soon as they get big enough. Yeah, it, it depends on what you do. Like, I, you know, well, it depends on what you like. Everybody yeah. likes different things. Exactly. McKinnon said, "If you got that money burning hole in your pocket, Chris, go get some guns, my man." No, because <laughs> then I can't t- listen. Because then I've got guns, but shit opens up, and my kids are like, "Dad, where are we gonna go?" And I'll be like, "Well, you see this new gun I got." Yeah. Yeah, that's where we were supposed to go on vacation. Natalie jumps in and said, at least your parks are open. Our only option is to walk the roads that have no sidewalks. She lives in Costa Rica. so Is Costa Rica still closed down that much? I should know that. My uncle lives down there, but we hadn't talked about it. Apparently so. Um, And see, honestly, it depends on what city, depending upon what parks Parks. are open and what are not. We're having to walk the roads. Tennessee opened their national parks and their state parks. So, like, if you were to go to the the Pigeon Forge, Sevierville area, um, Gatlinburg area, all those, all those national parks are open. Uh, let's see. Lane Stapp Gaming said, "Do you think Alabama will fall after Nick Saban retires? Or will they still have? Uh, will they still be dominant with a new coach?" It, look, we'll get to that eventually. Like that's a super long, detailed thing. Uh, Damien said, uh, "Why the hell should they risk their lives? They're not risking their lives. Like they're going to have testing and whatnot in place. Like it, they're they're not just going to ask them to go out and whatever. Like it's it's not like that." Listen, um, I'm not saying this thing isn't serious. We have taken this thing very serious the entire time. Okay. Yeah. But um but it's not a death sentence. All right. We need to we need to stop acting like they're risking their lives. It's not a death sentence. Agreed. Natalie said if yes. They get it. If any of these players get it, which many of them have in many sports, all right, already had it, they die. And most of them didn't even really get sick, but they've got the money. For the healthcare, we worry about our country because we worry about the poorest people in our country having ample healthcare. The richest people in our country aren't dying from this thing there you because go. they don't die from anything because they got the money to get the proper healthcare. Natalie said, "Yes, Costa Rica is totally closed." Um, she said, "Play parks and public parks." Um, wow, that's crazy. That's, Beaches too? I, I would, I would assume so. Uh, Lane Step Gaming said, "Just sub." By the way, we appreciate that. Obviously. Uh, share the show out. Tell your buddies about it, of course. Uh, another one said, just think of cops and firefighters thought the same way. Uh, yeah, we'd be in a whole mess of trouble. Because they, they don't, I mean, when they started this, they didn't have any protection. Like, nothing. Nope. They, they didn't have daily testing and all that, which MLB and all these places are going to We're have. We're asking them to go play a game. And if yeah. they don't play the game, then that's fine. And if they want to retire, that's okay, too. Yeah, but I tell but you they this. they don't get if, paid if, to sit home. If cops don't work, they don't get paid either. Like, just because you signed a contract doesn't mean that you cannot work. Like, that's insane. 
Matt Miller said, people under 30 have a better chance of being murdered. No joke. Check the CDC stats. Yeah, I mean, they got a better chance of being struck by lightning than dying from, from this disease. That's not that we're not taking it seriously. It's we're not that I want saying. everybody to get it. And it's not that, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying that going and playing a game isn't going to change anything. And my other thought is, is I'm out in the world every day. I'm going to tell you, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Kroger around here, they are packed asshole to elbow, people to people. And they have been ever since this thing started. Yes, 100%. I just want to know how shopping there is bad or, or, or perfectly acceptable, but going and sitting next to that same asshole I was in line with at Kroger in a ball game is, is wrong. Agree. I just don't, because, and listen, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know any of the science. I don't understand how this stuff works, but that doesn't make sense to me. No, and it shouldn't. I mean, it absolutely should not. I don't know how to, I don't know how to make two and two out of that. Let's, uh, let's move off of such a serious topic and we'll get back into it again here in just a minute. But Chris sent me something interesting earlier that I, I've got to, I got to jump in on. I, I got to bring it up. I just, uh, you know me and apologies. I don't like apologies. A, nobody ever in the world has to ever say they're sorry to me. Ever, ever, oh, ever, ever for agree. anything. I just want people to change your actions. If you did something wrong, just don't do it wrong again. Like, that's it. You don't have to say you're sorry. If it was an accident, you definitely don't have to say you're sorry. You didn't mean to do anything wrong. That's fine. When I see companies I think you make apologize it worse. for stuff. I think you make it worse when you actually do apologize. Yeah, sometimes. But... But and, and this isn't like the Trump, like, I don't apologize for nothing kind of stuff, okay? This isn't an egotistical thing. This is a, a other people to me don't have to ever apologize to me, right? Yeah. When I watch companies apologize and say they're sorry for things, I'm always curious as to, somebody made you do that because you're a corporation. Corporations don't have feelings. And, and why did you apologize? Who, like, made you bend the knee to say you're sorry? And I think this is weird. So, in South Korea, uh, a South Korean soccer club has apologized after being accused of putting sex dolls in empty seats during a match. Now, they have been doing this all over the place. They're trying to fill up the stands. uh, (laughs) For the television. They want it to look like bodies are in the television. McKinnon said, you mean I don't have to apologize for saying Tom Brady isn't the best ever? (laughs) You don't no, have to. If but you don't want, like, the fact that you said it publicly just lets everybody know you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't and know. Now everybody gets to discredit your opinion for this point forward I, for the rest of your life. I think he's the best quarterback ever. But no, anybody who doesn't needs to bring a much better ar- argument than McKinnon, who had him fifth. Yeah, that's that's a little crazy. But and but, hang on, in no. the top five, four above him was not Joe Montana. Harchon Elway. Yeah. The only other two people that people consider and equal to him are comparable. So, yeah. Uh, so, the South Korean soccer club has apologized after being accused of putting sex dolls in empty seats during a match. Uh, FC Seoul. Is it Seoul? How, how do you say that? S E O. You're outside my realm of being able to anyway, pronounce anything. They, they expressed, quote, sincere remorse over the controversy, but insisted in a statement that it used mannequins, not sex dolls, to mimic a home crowd. During Sunday's one to nothing win over Guangzhou FC at the World Cup Stadium. Following a week's long delay because of the coronavirus pandemic, the K League returned to action on May 8th without spectators, days after professional baseball began under similar conditions. The leagues plan to play in empty stadiums until the risks of coronavirus infections are lowered. Um, and so, and it, it goes into detail about this. 
But they, they reused some mannequins it previously supplied to another company and blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, you know, if you look at the picture, like, honestly, unless you know exactly what that is, you're not going to know that it's sex dolls. Like, that's just say, goofy. What is the difference between a mannequin and a sex doll? <laughs> that Nothing other than one of them's got their mouth open. Because I'm going to well, I'm I'm going to bet that I know people. I know people that if you put them in a department store full of nothing but mannequins with faces on them, at some point in time if nobody else is around, those friends are going to make those mannequin sex dolls. Yes, 100% Ben, hey, Ben said by the way, Dan Marino. Look, Dan Marino, fantastic. If you're talking about the most talented quarterback, it's fine. I'm not maybe, we're not whatever. Listen. Uh Lane we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not getting into that. Lane said, uh, uh, imagine walking into a stadium and seeing millions of sex dolls. I'd leave the first time I see it. Uh, yeah, but some so people would. There are stores, there oh. are restaurants that are opening up in our country that to help the social distance, they're taking the tables that they don't weren't allowing people to occupy and they're putting mannequins in them. Yeah. There's another place that I've, I've seen a report. I didn't actually read it, but somebody else that I listened to talked about it where this restaurant put a, like one of those giant stuffed animals in tables <laughs> so people could eat, but not feel like they're eating alone. You talk to a guy that eats by himself a lot. And I, I just thought that is way creepier than sitting in an empty restaurant. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Now I, I am not that. creeped out by many things. I'm not one of these guys. that's like afraid of clowns or whatever. I have two irrational fears. That's it. Snakes and heights. And uh, like other thing, but I do find mannequins a little creepy. Oh, they're a hundred percent creepy. By the way, Ben and McKinnon both uh, corrected me. It is soul, like that's how okay. it's pronounced. Uh, McKinnon said, "To be fair, I'm just a hillbilly. I know a lot about guns, only a little about sports. That's why I watch when cures everything." Yeah, there you go. I appreciate that. We uh, we definitely appreciate that. So, but yeah, I, this was uh, it was strange to apologize for this, especially when they didn't actually do anything wrong. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, I, I, A, I'm going to guarantee you some of those dolls were sex dolls. Maybe some, but they had masks on. Sex dolls on. is probably like it, a lot easier than getting their hands on mannequins. Uh, well, mannequins are cheaper, but... But who cares? At, yeah, well, that's that's the whole at point, right? At the end right? of the day, who cares? they're clothed. They're not sitting there naked. They're clothed. I mean, they are. Just sit them there. They, they're all clothed, and they have the masks on. To show, I think, oh my like, God, they even put the mask, they did put the mask on. Yes. Right, I forgot about that picture. Listen, all I know is this. Look, you win the soccer match, you get the sex dolls in the in the winning locker room. That's just, <laughs> it comes it comes with a game check or whatever trophy you want or whatever. You get a game ball and you get the sex doll. That's just part of it. Ben, uh, ben is feeling himself today. He said, why does this matter? It doesn't, none of this matters. <laughs> none of the stuff that we talk why about we matters. Why are you watching a sports show with two guys that don't know shit about shit? Like, yeah, yeah. we don't talk about anything that matters. No, none of the stuff that we talk about has anything well, to do. Especially not right now with life. Like, it doesn't matter. But it, even You're coming still, here for life coaching. We, I, I'll tell you, you know. what. I'll tell you why it matters because it's entertaining. There okay. you go. So All that's right. that's what we strive to be every single day. Is entertaining. That's You're not it. entertained by sex dolls and South Korea. I can't help you. I mean, yeah, they, I, you know. <laughs> I just don't understand why they had to apologize. I don't either. It makes no sense. We want it. We want, look, we have a lot of sex dolls not being used and we got, got a bundle package and got them on sale and, and got them for cheap. And we're just trying to fill the stands. We're not focusing maybe, maybe, on the sex dolls. Maybe, maybe we'll auction them off later. 
Uh, <laughs> Lane Step Gaming said, if you sit next to a mannequin, you never know if that sucker's alive. Uh, and then Damien said, the difference between a mannequin and a sex doll is one's inflatable, one's made out of wood. Well, it depends on where you get the doll. I'm just <laughs> Most of those mannequins are made out of plastic. The inflatable ones are made out of plastic, too. They just got air inside of them. And I'm going to tell you, not to get weird, you can poke a hole in that thing. Yeah. Uh, ben said, like, why are they complaining or why are they uh, apologizing? Well, they're apologizing well, because people complain. offended by this. Yeah. Somebody is, and this, you know, I'll tell you what, what, how this makes me feel a little bit better. We're not the only country with piddly ass problems yes. to where our people are offended by looking at a clothed mannequin with a mask on its face and saying, I think those are sex dolls. Well, how do you know that they're sex dolls? Well, because uh-huh. it looks like the doll you bought. Now you're ben. a little embarrassed and everybody knows that uh, doll you've got in the back of your house, a sex doll, and so you're upset and you want to call and complain. There you go. Ben, by the way, said, not why does this topic matter. We apologize. Oh. <laughs> we I mean, to yell at you, Ben. Yeah, we apologize for that. Hey, and that there, there's a good reason that we apologize because we were actually wrong. Why they apologize, now, I, I have no idea. Apologizing so, I, I will apologize. Because doesn't have my policy of apology. I don't want the That's world true. to think that. You all must be like me. That would be a pretty terrible place to live, yeah. I'm quite certain. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I know you. I know you. All right. Uh, McKenna said, once I get over there, I'll take some pictures. Uh, we appreciate that, buddy. Let us know. Let us know. Because he'll, he'll be in Korea in, man, what, like a month oh, or he's so? Gonna, I mean, it, McKinnon's going to be one of those guys that's going to have one of those sex dolls. Uh, 100%, 100%. 100%. Good gracious. All right. Uh, let's jump into the next topic here. Uh, this one's, you know, back to being a little more serious. And we're going to talk about the University of South Carolina. Uh, the good news is Columbia is uh, still planning on welcoming students back to campus this fall. The bad news, uh, there won't be any fall break observed as the school is attempting to look uh, uh, ahead to any potential return of the coronavirus during flu season. Uh, South Carolina released its official fall schedule on Monday, and what they decided was classes are going to start on August 20th. <laughs> McKinnon said, just a couple weeks, you're damn right I will. Uh, Matt said, first world countries are the only one with PC problems because we don't have to walk five miles a day to get water. Uh, yeah, you damn right about that. I yeah, think we'd look no, at life a little differently. That's how I know we're the greatest country in the world. That's how I know we're still the greatest country in the world because yep. we fight about the dumbest shit on the planet. Oh, yeah. Uh, September 7th, Labor Day is going to be a remote class day. Classes will be held online and asynchronous for all classes. October 15th and 16th, fall break is canceled. Classes will be held on these days. Uh, November 3rd, General Election Day, will be a remote class day. Classes will be held online and asynchronous for all classes. November 24th, face-to-face instruction will end. So basically, all the little doodad days here and there that you would typically get off, uh, you're not. And, and you're probably going to do remote. Like you're going to do online. out of learning. school earlier. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. They have Thanksgiving break, November 25th through the 29th. Yep. And then November 30th, they have remote class day. December 1st, remote class day. December 2nd through the 4th is reading days. And then December 7th through the 14th, final exams. Now, what makes this a little bit weird, face-to-face instruction ends on November 24th. South Carolina closes the season at Clemson on the 28th. So, what does that matter? Uh, face-to-face instruction. Agreed. But the, They're not closing campus. They're kicking athletes, people out. Well, no, 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 they're not, but they, well. Are, mm. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. Right now, they are not saying they're closing campus. And you can they're just, stay they're on just campus closing. over Christmas break all the time. I did it. That's true. That's true. That is true. So they, they're going to keep people, I guess, on campus. 
but you will not be asked to come to class after you November 24th. You don't have an in-class thing? I don't think this is a problem. I, I don't I think, think it's a problem is, either. I, like, I think at this, all. Is a, this is a president. I think it's an interesting way to go about it. Trying to foresee a problem in the future and beginning to plan to mitigate that thing without any cost to the student, without any cost to their faculty. This is the kind of thinking I like. This is the kind of planning I appreciate. Whether it's necessary or not, it's irrelevant. You're still giving them their normal on-campus life. Yes. And in the last couple of weeks, they're going to go to an online class thing, basically while they prepare for finals. Yes. That's so it. The, the last two days of classes will be online, will be oh, remote two days. only. Not even, not even weeks. Yeah. Ben said it's. Uh, this is very smart. And I, I agree with you. I agree. You're I think everybody the problem should do this. before it ever gets there. Man, that's all I want people to do is just an, an old man once taught me long, long time ago. I'll give you a little coaching life lesson here. A little lesson. Once taught me a wise man learns from his mistakes. A wiser man learns from the mistakes of others. The wisest man plans for everything. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, one day, Chris, you're going to get married. I said, yeah. And he said, what are you going to do when you walk in the house and you find your wife sitting in tears and she tells you, I'm sorry, over the last month, I've racked up $28,000 in credit card bills on us. And you got joint count and everything. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle that? And I was like, oh, my God, I, I, got, I got no idea. And he said, see, you need to think about that. Because if that day ever comes, you can be prepared in how you want to respond or handle this, and you won't fly off the handle and throw her ass out the window. He said, yeah, this, this, yeah. this is the wisest of men. And he said, so that, so I, I mean, I go through life thinking about random things that might happen to my kids, to my wife, to me, whatever. And you're preparing. And how would I handle that? What would I do if this happened? It takes no energy. I got enough dead time in my day to think about random crap all day long. And I like what this, this school president's doing. Well, I like what South Carolina's absolutely doing is they're saying, hey, we don't know. Well, here's the thing. I know that flu season is bad every year, and it's always bad around finals, and that kills a lot of kids trying to take finals. Let's see if we can mitigate that problem. And even if we never have the coronavirus again, but we have the flu every year, maybe we can get out in front of this problem. Yes. And it costs us nothing. Oh, so in the middle of October, you don't get to go drunk, get drunk and go somewhere for a week. Well, like it's, it's not, a, it's not even week. a week. Fall break is, is just a couple of days. So basically, well, not every university. Some universities are. It is a week. It, when some, I was at Washington, I guess. it was a week. At, at, now, at, I know. Now, that at, was 15 years ago. At Memphis, it is like it's a Monday and Tuesday. And at South okay. Carolina, it's a Monday and Tuesday. And that's fine. But that's yeah. it. Like, but like but, mixing but things like that, yeah. also, just a great idea. Absolutely great idea. Uh, ben said and now the you whole, had a really long Christmas break. Ben said if the whole country did stuff like this and prepared before this became a pandemic, everything would be much better. Yeah, I mean, if, if we the just country have to did this. think about what would you do if this crazy shit happened, but it's got to be things that you can control. Like if yes. I start planning for what happens if nuclear holocaust happens, no one cares because I don't have the ability to make any decisions. Well, and, and what if you prepare for the, the, the wrong thing? Like you can't prepare for every single thing. But but you prepare for a bunch of stuff, and yeah. then a lot of things kind of overlap how you would handle them. Yeah, Damien said coronavirus right? is the flu. It's just a different type of coronavirus. It's it's yeah, not the okay. flu, but so listen, it's... I'm not going to get into the science yeah. of it because we, do we, do we don't know the science. It doesn't matter what we call it. 
Yeah, whatever we call it, it is what it is. People miss and a lot of work in November and December because of because the of flu. the flu. Yeah, one hundred percent. Forget so, about whatever this is. So if this is, and we don't know right yeah. now that this thing will pop back up, but there's a chance that there could be a second wave of it, and it could be going down right now because South it is Carolina getting warmer. Will be done with their shit by then. They won't care. Exactly. They're going to be perfectly Won't affect fine. them. Holy crap! You got it right. You got it right. All right. We waited until the very end. To discuss this, so let's go ahead and dive in. Um, the Last Dance, episodes 9 and 10, were last night. We're going to recap it. We're going to react to it. All that wonderful stuff. Michael Jordan, uh, maybe, at, I'm not going to say polarizing because he's not polarizing. Uh, maybe the most beloved sports figure in the history of organized sports in this country. I'll Would you say that? that? Um, yep. He is the most famous athlete maybe ever Globally, yep. I like agree it, with that. It is, and this absurd. was before a time where anybody could really market themselves. A hundred percent. I mean, Nike marketed the hell out of him, but, but he didn't have social media. He didn't have any ways of reaching all these other people in all these other countries, and yet they all know who the hell he is because he could play like nobody else. A hundred percent. So I wrote down a few notes. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about episode nine. Larry Bird, the coach, Michael Jordan played in an era where he got to play against Larry Bird, the player, and then he played against Larry Bird, the coach. And I found it very interesting that at the end of that Pacer series, the last thing that Larry Bird said to him before he walked off was, uh, UBFU. That was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Lane Stapp Gaming said, never watched The Last Dance. I've heard about it. I just never had time to watch it. Well, we're going to give some spoilers here. Of yeah. course, the spoiler is that, ta-da, they won the title in 98. <laughs> so everybody knew that was going to happen. It's it just really all the good. stuff if that went the into time, it. I think it's getting on Netflix now Now that ESPN's finished it, right? I think it's like another week or so, but yeah, it's going to yeah. be on Netflix. There's a window of time yeah. at some point in time. Netflix was part of the producers, which means they're getting the rights to this thing when it was done. It'll be on ESPN Plus and on so it, Netflix. It started but, off nine. I was so pissed off. I had not one friend to text with during this thing during, live because well, all live. you sons of bitches are all busy doing other stuff at nine o'clock at night. That's what well, because I we just got the boy down. We just <laughs> I call bullshit on all that. By the way, I did all that. I did all watch that. all of it last night. Uh, Carlos said, prepared at all. This is a lack of preparation on y'all's part. Carlos said, as a Bulls fan, it frustrates me that I wasn't alive during the Bulls championship years, but this documentary oh. made me feel like I was there for every single moment. You got to see it, and that's awesome. Man, that's awesome. Carlos, how old are you, man? Well, I mean, if you're, I mean, yeah, if he was born in 2000, he's 20 years old. Uh, look, I was a Knicks fan when all this was going on, so so at the time I hated the Bulls. I respect that. Doesn't make that that that, but, that literally lines up with everything I know about you. Bama fan, Steeler fan, Knicks fan. That's well, that's it, all I need to know. It, Knicks fan because they win all the time. Oh, I mean, sure, give sure. me a break. Come on. When you, when you liked them in the nineties, yeah, because of Patrick Ewing and all. The, yeah, sure. They didn't win. They won Michael the Jordan won everything, man. <laughs> I was only Not a Knicks before. fan because of Latrell Sprewell. That's it. Anyway, that's it. Um. um so so he oh he said he's twenty one. Man, we got some young dudes watching this. I'm going how's, with how's it. They, how's that young? That's he's twenty one. Like right how's the demographic? Eighteen to 25, 35? Typically, our demographic is twenty four. Anywhere from twenty four to fifty nine. Well, but typically in the thirties. <laughs> like that's that's our main thing. But yeah, that I'm good with twenty one. It's all good. Hey, he can drink. That's all good. He can gamble. That's the biggest thing, right? Anyway, Reggie Miller. 
absolute beast. Uh, the Pacers, I mean, that that 98 year, they had studs, man. Like, if, if do you ever look back at some of your favorite sports teams and think, man, if, oh, Matt Miller said he's 22. Man, wait, yeah, all right, all right. Hopefully y'all can take some of these lessons we're giving you and just apply them. Listen to Chris. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Not responsible uh, for the way your life turns out. The pay, So, the Pacers having dudes that year, Chris Mullen, Rick Smith, Reggie, you know, all that kind of mess, Mark Jackson, um, all of this stuff going in. Hey, good Lord, Lane Staff Gaming said, I'm 16. Hey, look, you you got a lot to learn, brother. It's all good. Just keep following this You're channel. You're just fine. You're, You're just fine. fine. You're fine. I'm just letting you know. We're going to give you lessons. Do you ever You're messing this at- whole thing up, by the way. <laughs> Episode 9 starts out absolutely on fire. Yes. On fire. With the Pacers the very series. first scene, the very first 20 seconds of the damn thing, Michael Jordan and, and Reggie Miller fist fight. Yeah, Boom. that's true. Turn on the show, bam. We're getting into it right now. These two blokes don't like each other. They respect one another, but they don't like one another. And they are going at it. And Reggie ain't taking no shit from Michael. No, you got that right. You got That's how that right. the whole thing started in nine. And I was like, holy crap. They didn't They didn't ease into this one at all, man. They just came in hot and fast. Hey, Damian Estrada, by the way, said he's 27. So, we, yeah, we got, some, we got some dudes. I'm feeling like I'm in good company right now. What the question I'm asking you about the Pacers, because that team was absolutely stacked. They were loaded, right? If it had not been for the Bulls, I think the Pacers would have won the championship. That yes, year. but the East was so much better than the West agreed. in those 90 years. Yes, agreed. But uh, my question to you is, do you have a favorite team that you know was loaded that if it was not for one other team that was like a dynastic kind of team that you know that they would have won a championship at some point? That's a weird question to ask. Because me being a Knicks fan back because in the day. at some point, I mean, I, like, at some point, it's a weird way to finish that. Uh, what uh, Were there any years that you felt like the Browns were good enough, but like the Steelers nope. got in the way or what? No. Nope. Never? Nope. <laughs> what about the Red Sox? 2008, 18-0. and 0. <laughs> Patriots, that's it. Damn Giants. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, y'all, y'all I mean, at least won championships. I don't know how to answer that question. No. I mean, that's a good point. You're, you're a Boston sports fan, so, I mean, But there's not a lot of, like, great team. Yes, yes. The year before the year that they broke the curse, absolutely. Grady Little leaves Pedro in too long. Aaron fucking Boone hits one to the damn moon. And, 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 the, and the Sox end up with, the you know, the Yanks in their ass again. And it's just, it's just whatever. Yes, I think if they had won that series, they had won the World Series. Absolutely. Yeah, but they won it the next year, and then they won four more after that, and the Yankees have won one. So. There you go. Uh, Carlos said, "Gary, you're right about the." Um, oh, Damian said the Seventy Sixers with AI. Yeah, I, I could believe that. But who stopped AI? Was it Kobe? Yeah, it was Kobe. Like it was no, because they never whole... made the finals. Say what? So it couldn't have been Kobe that stopped them. Yeah, that's who beat them in the finals, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Oh, they made one. They, he made one. He final, made one finals. Right? Yeah. Okay, because I'm right. not saying I'm not saying like every single year the same team beats them. I'm saying like you had one fantastic year and you ran up against the dynasty. But this was just like the way you're asking this is the Pistons won all the time and they kept the Knicks and the Celtics and the you know uh, the 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 Bulls but even the from Celtics winning. won and a then ton. the Celtics like, won for a while and they kept all those other teams. Yeah, but the winning. Pacers never won one. Yes, the Pacers never yeah. won one. They could have won this one. Yeah, but you could say the exact same thing about the Suns and Barkley. I mean. 
Yeah. That team was stupid loaded. Oh, 100%. And, and Barkley was without question the second best player in the world at that time. It's just he had and, to go up against the best player. And it wasn't close, and he had to go up against the best. Damian said, uh, damn it, the Bears should have won the Super Bowl in 06. Yeah, ran up against uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, 2016, Matt Miller said, OKC is still depressed uh, because I became an OKC fan because of KD, because I'm a Longhorns fan. Um, and yeah, they, I mean, obviously you lose a 3 1 lead. Uh, that just sucks. But I, I mean, hey, the Warriors got beat uh, the next series anyway. So uh, Lane Stapp Gaming said, Pacers, if they had Oladipo and Paul George today, I think they would be contenders. Yeah, but we, you know, who knows? Uh, Matt Miller said, what I don't know, team- man. Paul George in his prime that year, uh, a couple of years before he blew his knee out, when, when they were. Yeah, they were contenders. They but, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, and got beat. Maybe it was the year or the round before that when they got beat by the Cavs. Yeah. That that team was pretty damn good. Yeah, but they, but again, they kept running up against LeBron. They kept running they, up against LeBron. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It just sucked. It just sucks. Uh, Matt Miller said, "What one team in the East without the Bulls you think wins the championship?" Uh, I think the Knicks would have won it a couple of times, um, and then well, I think the, the Pacers. The, the Eastern year. Conference outside uh, of the those Orlando Laker Magic. Runs, yeah, the East would have won every one of those. I think the Magic would have won. Um, if they ever get all the way through, I, the Knicks would have won if they ever gotten all the way through. I, I just think those teams in those primes, we saw the Celtics win. We saw the Pistons win. Um, those, those, the Eastern Conference teams are just far better than the Western Conference yeah, teams. In the, in the 80s and 90s. 90s. And now it is, now it's switched. You had the yeah. Lakers and then nobody else. And then later at the very end of it, we saw Sonics had one great year yep. and then Utah had. Two great years, and that was it. The Suns had a great year, but yeah, that's about it. Um, so we we saw Jordan's relationship with Gus. I thought that was really cool to see. Uh, you and I talked about this last week just a little bit, but the fact that Jordan really didn't have an entourage at all. He surrounded himself with older guys. His security detail, and those were the guys that he trusted with everything, everything. Um, I, I thought that was really nice to to see how that went on. Uh, Lane Stapp Gaming said, I'm a Saints fan. Trust me, we always have struggles in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, but you won one. You know, it was it was a little while ago. Carlos said the Knicks lost the championship with the Rockets in 94 uh, in the finals when Jordan went to play baseball. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I was there. I saw it all. It sucked. The, the Rockets were good. They won two straight. Like, I, I get it. But either way, um, I think there were some years that the Knicks could have won the championship had it not been for the Bulls. So, either way. Uh, Steve Kerr's dad being shot in Beirut. That was an Something interesting Something I didn't story. know about. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Like, crazy to think about it. Um, you know, and Steve Kerr admitting he didn't get girls. Uh, he only got one scholarship offer, and he got a, a scholarship to Arizona when his dad became president of American University in Beirut. Like, the timing on that was just insane. Like, could you imagine if Steve Kerr was down there, like, the next year? I mean, it, like, if he would say he was a senior in high school and his dad took that job, he would have been down in the middle of all that. Like no, because the rest of his family didn't go. No, his mom was down there. No, his mom wasn't. His mom stayed in UCLA in LA. No, I thought she was they, a professor there. You watch this at all? No, I thought I did. I thought she said she got. Oh, she went to the UCLA president's office. Hey, you're right. Okay, sorry. I got I got twisted on that. Hey, buddy, come here. Let's talk about Michael Jordan. <laughs> all right. So apparently we're going long today. Um. All right, so Steve Kerr, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Steve Kerr is John Paxson. Bless you. Steve Kerr is John Paxson, 100%. Like, you go back and watch them, the way that they work and everything, they are unbelievable. So, well, I mean, yeah, John Paxson <laughs> taught him how to do that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, he wouldn't be John Paxton without Paxton being Paxton. Good gracious. I don't know what's going on with this boy. Uh, yes, no, you're right. He would not be John Paxton without John Paxton. 100%. 100%. Uh, and then finally, the last thing that I wrote down from episode 9 was Jordan being poisoned in Utah. How did none of us know about this? How was this kept under wraps? Well, I think we all, I think it was pretty well known that it was food poisoning, but I don't know that, I I never heard the story that it was That he was poisoned by somebody. Yeah. Like, I don't think we had ever heard that, and that was absolutely bonkers. Um, Like, the fact that it wasn't a flu. Now, I had heard, like, it was a, uh, he was was hungover. I had heard he had been out gambling all night. Like, I heard all kind of stuff. But I did not hear that he was food poisoned. I got no idea. So, boy, he is just all over the place today. Um, so, yeah, that that was a very interesting portion of that. And the fact that, like, so the producer of it was on an ESPN show today, by the way, and said that pizza that came, uh, everybody else was going to uh, eat a slice of it, but Jordan spit on it so that nobody else would eat it. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> I mean, it, it just it goes because he was really hungry. Everybody else has had dinner already, and he wanted the pizza, so he well, he spit had, had dinner too. He just got hungry in the middle of the night. There you go. So <laughs> McKenna said, "Hey, Jess and Link." So <laughs> Carlos, uh, no, no. Let's uh, let's start with Michael. Michael said, "Thoughts on MJ eating the whole pizza in a room full of guys?" Uh, oh, there you go. And did you hear he spit on the pizza? Yeah, that's we we heard about that. And Carlos said, "I wonder what size the pizza was since he ate the whole thing." Uh, it's probably large. I mean, I'd imagine. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to order a pizza, like, you want to make sure you got plenty. Like, what is it, a couple bucks more for large as opposed to a medium? I mean, it's, I've know. never ordered a medium pizza before in my it, life. There you go. I don't, I don't know why you would. I I, it, see, that's the thing. Would. Like, why? Like, it just it's a couple extra bucks, and if you don't eat all of it, yeah, you got a fridge. It's all good. So, either way, uh, let's jump into episode 10. The Bulls had two days rest before going to Utah, and Utah had home court. And I remember this at the time, but, like, you you lose sight of it back then, but Utah had a better regular season record that year. The Bulls were damn good, and Utah had a better record. No, but the, the West was just bad, really bad. Yeah, and Utah was just better than everybody else. Um, yeah. Let's see. Lane Stapp Gaming said, I thought when I heard he had food poisoning, I thought he was talking about him not having the flu, but having put, yeah, yeah, he was he was poisoned. He was 100%. Yeah, it wasn't normal food poisoning. He, he was actually, we think the pizza was actually poisoned. Uh, Michael said, I think the producer also said that he did it often. He spit on, like, brownies and stuff like that <laughs> so that people wouldn't eat it. Stingy-ass man. Believe that. Uh, Matt said, how do you even poison a pizza? Like, what do they have, spoiled cheese or meat laying around? No, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure they've got old meat, which it doesn't have to be that old you to can be put bad. any kind of stuff, on, like X-Lax. And then, or, and then the easiest and, way to do it, everybody, we've all seen, like, um, uh, wedding crashers, like, just visine, visine. just visine all over it. Yeah. I mean, that's a, Boom, a good done. easy ways to do it, but it's yeah. like, and it's not like it's going to kill somebody. Nope, it just make you. It'll make you really sick, and and make you really tired for the next game. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, but yeah, so two days rest, and then you got to go to Utah, uh, where we know the air is thinner anyway. Uh, that's that's pretty intense. Uh, they talked about Michael the Mystic always present in his quote. Why would I think about a shot I haven't taken yet? I, that kind of stuck with me a little bit. Like, I thought that was very interesting. Like, And I understand, like, you're you're always preparing for that stuff, but why would you worry about it? 
Right. He said, why would I think about missing the shot I haven't taken yet? What did I say? Just blatantly. Oh, why, why would, would I think, think about, about a shot? A sorry, shot? Sorry, sorry, I, I d- think he thought about shots all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But why would I, I don't think, think about missing a shot? I don't think he ever thought about missing a shot. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so that changes it, the quote a lot. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I just misspoke. Because one, one is you're not preparing, you're not thinking at all. And then the other one is I just never think about failure. Uh, let's see. Michael said, better question. Who the hell told the pizza place MJ was ordering pizza? Like, don't you keep that stuff on the low? I think they do now. I think I, Michael well, Jordan no, had but a I'm going to tell you, like, they talked about how, like, everybody kind of knew. They knew the hotel it was going to, which is the Bulls Hotel. They, like, I think people just, he had been in the league. He'd been around. He'd been coming to Utah for years to play. I think you just get in routines. Oh, I yes. mean, every time I go into Cleveland, I, I, I eat pizza at the same pizza place. Like, they... I'm there once a year, but they know who I am. Like they recognize me when I walk. Like right. I, and I'm not famous. I'm not anybody. I, but they, I but they know these you. Places. I think these places know. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I think it's they a little bit different somebody now. Somebody from the Bulls was ordering because it was going to the Bulls team hotel. Yes, but I, I think nowadays somebody would go pick it up and they would order it under a different name and all sorts of because they. Well, I mean, yeah, things are a lot different today. Yeah. Um, but back then, I think Michael Jordan had a knack for like trusting people and and. Expecting but we also the best. live in a different world where today, like, like th- they would be doing DNA evidence on that pizza, and and somebody would, you know, the FBI would get involved. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because that, you know, that kind of stuff they they pay attention to now. Back then, it was just fun. It was just games. It was the nineties. Yeah, it was college prank. Uh, Jordan's kids talking about the Utah crowd. I thought that was interesting. Like that's that's the point that they bring in the kids. It's kind of a weird spot. I thought. Am I am I crazy for that? No, I mean I think they were just trying to Im- imply how bad the new talk crowd was to people who yeah. weren't around in the nineties. Um, the next thing, Rodman leaving after game three to go to the WCW event with Hulk Hogan, joining joining NWO, uh, right after a finals game, missing practice and all that, and. I mean, you're not going to suspend them. Like, I, I think what Rodman said is right. Like, Phil understood to get the most out of him, I got to let him go do what he wants to do. Like, it, you can, yeah, you can fine him or whatever, but I'm not going to keep him out of the game. Like, we got to have him. So, well, what are you going to do? You just let him do what he does, and you trust him. And I think that was Phil's biggest thing. As a coach, even with the Lakers, you know, it, you trust your players until they burn you. And, and Rodman, to his credit, honestly, never really burned him. Nope. Came like, back, played his ass off. A hundred percent. I wrote down Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra's 48 years old. Now, we, we talked about this a little bit ago, but, man, like, she showed up again last night. I think she looked better at 48 than she did, like, when she was with Rodman. Am I, like, what, no, what are your thoughts? She's pretty amazing. She's pretty smoking. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Michael said the media would go crazy with Rodman. Imagine if social media was around with Rodman. Yeah, oh, 100%. Well, so many things would be different if social media was around for throughout history. Oh, yes. Oh, without question. Without question. I mean, can we think of Wilt Chamberlain in the Me Too era? I mean, really? Well, I, I think, think about Michael Jordan with all this gambling stuff. Yeah. Like, that, that would be insane. Um, the Bulls did not close out Game 5 at home. Now, this happened multiple times. They had chances to close out series at home and this was not the only one where they they just didn't get it done. Like, it seemed like they worked better under pressure. Like, and I, I think there's a lot of teams that are like that, but I wonder, you know, 
Did you feel that way? You're, you're asking them to beat every team in five games. It, I, That's I'm not hard saying to in five do. Games. That has nothing to do with pressure. It's just really hard to beat somebody in five games. Agreed. But Agreed. they played almost no. He didn't play a single game seven. No, he played. It was like two games. It was the the. But they weren't in the finals. Oh no, not in the finals. No, no, you're right. You're so right. It has nothing to do with the pressure. It's just hard to beat somebody in five. But give them one extra game to prepare. And and get tape on you, and it's over. That, that's a good point. That's a good I, point. I, you can't knock somebody for losing in game and not winning in game five, but also never seeing game seven. Like that's insane. That's okay. That's you have a valid point. He played two game sevens his entire career. But I I look at it as they were more capable of winning of closing out a series on the road. That's As opposed irrelevant. to closing it. No, disagree with that completely. I'll let you disagree all you want to. But, because I'm, I'm here's the thing. I want to if they it. had home field advantage, they wouldn't have closed it out on the road. It would have been closed out at home. True. Okay, okay. In that some of those cool. years, they did have home field advantage. In some of them, they didn't. It's just it's just kind of how it falls. Yeah. Hard well, to somebody in five. Game six ends it a lot more than not. And, you know, game sevens are rare. Yeah, and... and a road team winning a game seven is incredibly rare. Incredibly rare. Uh, after game six, Michael Jordan's quote: "They can't quit, or they can't win until we quit." I thought that was pretty awesome. I mean, that's a good quote. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a ton of good quotes. Uh, did you notice how much media was in his hotel room after that? Yeah, that was lot. pretty insane. I mean, it just a, a ton of people. <clears throat> um, I think that was his security team. I think that was his entourage. Uh, with all the cameras and the lights and everything? Mm-hmm. I yeah, think maybe. he let those people in to do this documentary. They knew they were doing that. They knew they were having this footage put together for so long. Even when they were, like, sneaking Rodman, that wasn't normal media because they were hiding him from the media. But how did we have cameras on him? Uh, that's, yeah, yeah the mics. producers of the documentary were completely different. Now, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Matt Miller said, I would love to watch Kobe and Shaq versus MJ Pippen Rodman. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that... It, but, I mean, obviously, you got the same coach for both of them. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, Damian Estrada said, damn, I miss WCW. And Lane said, I'm a WWE me, fan. Me, that, what all I got from that was is, man, Monday Nitro used to be the shit. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Um, Lane Stapp Gaming said, I'm a WWE fan. I never knew he did that with the NWO, especially during a big series for a championship. Yeah. yeah. So, the next week after the series is over with, um, uh, Carl Malone signs an in uh, a WCW deal yep. and comes back, and Carl Malone and DDP team up to fight Hogan and Rodman in the next like SummerSlam or whatever it was yeah. uh, pay per view. Yeah, I remember. I remember that like it was yesterday. That's uh, Jose said. Tony Kukoc scores twenty points. It was that close. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. No, this was this was. So we're talking about five, nine, right? Not ten. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we're talking about 10 now. Okay. That was Kukoc's best series of all of them. Yes. Before the before the sixth ring, Kukoc never really showed up or had a great season. That's when Kukoc finally started hitting his stride. Oh, yeah. Now, he had big moments. Um, and he, and he played playoffs. some. But not in the playoffs. No. Not in the playoffs. He never, he never showed up. And, and, like, Steve Kerr's, like, some ungodly shooting percentage or whatever in the playoffs and, and stuff. And it's unbelievable, but realistically until he hits that game winning shot, they covered in nine. 
he he come up super small in the first two years of the playoffs, and he hit one big shot to end the game and and win the finals in uh in in for for ring number five. Yeah, well, to to well, no, not even the finals was it? It was the it was finals. Oh, it, yeah, was it, was the finals. it was to win. It was to It was to end it all. That's right. That's right. Uh, Michael asked, "Do they get seven? Uh, no, I, I I I think I think it's not likely. I think they had a really strong chance. But that, that team was getting older. Jordan was gassed at this thing. Pippen was getting beat up, and then Pippen was never great and, after and that. It Rodman was wasn't focused anymore. Was done. Yeah. Rodman wouldn't have come back. I'm going to tell you that right now. They wouldn't have brought Rodman back for the one year, so then they got to replace him. Um, and, and I don't know who you're replacing him with. Without Rodman, they don't win at all. I mean, you do see Jordan still needed teammates for number six. Oh, yeah. Like, he talks about how, you know, I, you know, I about died when – when Pippen went out of the game in, in game six, he was just like, I don't, I don't know how we're going to win this. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen. I can't do this all by myself. I need somebody with me. That's when you saw how little the rest of those players, because everyone names off all these other guys that played with him. Oh, he had Kukoc and he had Kerr and he had all these guys because we know their names. No, 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 no. We only know their names because they played with Jordan because Jordan knew, Without Pippen, the rest of those guys were worthless. Yeah, just that team was shit. Um, let's see. Matt Miller said Rodman is thirty nine. At that point, Rodman would have been thirty nine. They uh, they would have played San Antonio, who had Duncan and Robinson. Like that, yes, that would have been no. tough. Well, yeah. and that's so. Bill Simmons talks about this on their podcast last week, I believe. They got into it before this week's thing happened because um, they kind of knew where it was going. But the reason. The the Utah gave them hell was because Utah's matchup with Carl Malone was so bad for them because finally they ran into a player Jordan couldn't guard because of size and position. Yeah. Okay. And Pippen really couldn't guard him because of size. They, these are two on ball defenders, and they can't. They don't really play big men, and they have no big man that really can hang or guard with them. And uh, Rodman, who used to be elite. His skills have diminished so much by this point in time. Not from the part of it, just he's old. He's getting old. It's just yeah. life is hitting him. Now you're having to play a team with two of those guys that, the next is, year against the Spurs. I don't think you. they would have won. But I I appreciate Jordan's aspect of we should have got to play until we lost. Yeah. In basketball, you keep the court until somebody beats you. 100%. And, and I have an appreciation for that, and I hate that we didn't get to see it, but we, we got to get out of the aspect that the only reason he was great is because he never lost a championship. And had he played for seven and lost seven, I don't know that that would have hurt his legacy. We got to stop that. The fact that he could have made it to that one, yeah. to a seventh, is an unbelievable feat. Uh, Matt Miller said, just like 94, 95, I think they would have split with the Rockets. Yeah. I think they would have I don't think they sweep both of those. People say, oh, they would have had eight if he played both. Man, I don't know that they get eight. I don't know that they get eight because those Rocket teams were really good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Michael said he was built differently. Imagine if he would have went and joined the Jazz the next year. Yeah. <laughs> like the Durant well, thing. So the, he never the thing done that. that people speculate about if and Simmons brought this up because this is outside of what we got from the doc, and this is where you need uh, a, an NBA expert that's kind of an NBA historian. Um, him and Ryan Russillo talk about this on their podcast that came out today. Um, they they 
brought up and talked about if we don't have the lockout and we have a normal offseason and a normal season start, they fully believe that Jordan would have come back. He wouldn't have played for the Bulls ever again, and he probably would have ended up with the Knicks. Now, because we had this weird offseason, the Knicks went and traded for Latrell Sprewell, yep. and therefore they didn't have the trade assets to get a guy like Jordan or the salary cap to get a guy like Jordan. 100%. Um, but if we w- would have had a normal offseason, maybe he could have he could have found ways to, to make that happen. Um, and then I would have liked to have seen what he would have done with that New York team. Uh, we'll roll through some of these comments really quick and answer uh, as much as we can, and then I've got three more notes that are super fast. Uh, Lane Stapp Gaming said, if Michael Jordan was playing now with all the best talent like LeBron, Curry, et cetera, would he still be uh, the greatest of all time? Yes. It's just a different mindset. Those it's other guys a- wouldn't be as great just because he's not going to – he needs help, but he yeah. ain't going to let you take 20 shots. I mean, Curry even talked about – Curry was the second best scorer outside of Pippen on that team, and he would get – he was lucky to get five shots a game. Yeah. And you better make them count. Otherwise, you won't get the ball again. That's, so. I mean, so just think about the volume of, like, Clay Thompson and all these other guys in the world. Like, they don't – you don't know their names because they're only shooting it five to six times instead of 35 times. Exactly. Uh, Matt Miller said, look at 95. They didn't have Horace Grant. They suffered. They needed that gritty rebounder to be the third guy. Yeah, yeah they needed a rebounder. They yeah. needed – he always had to have a big man. Well, And, and a defensive guy. Like, it, you got to yes. have somebody that can play defense and get rebounds, like, period. Yes. Uh, Damien said, do you think MJ would have returned to the Bulls instead of going to the Wizards? Uh, uh, that's the question we just answered. Uh, would the Bulls have won a seven championship? Uh, Michael said he was built differently. Imagine if he went, uh, let's see. Michael said he's not like the self-proclaimed King James. Um, it, no, he didn't. They're very different. Uh, he did call himself Black Jesus. So, I think that no, and King James. No, a reporter called himself Black Jesus. No, no, no. He called himself that to Reggie Miller. Like remember, I thought, I thought Reggie's a teammate of Reggie. No. Said, "Don't ever piss off Black Jesus." No, no, no. Michael Jordan told him that. No, yeah, he's he said, well, "Don't I'll ever talk this. trash Jordan, to Black Jesus." Jokingly, kind of. At what point they slipped it in the dock and they never really lingered on it, stayed on it long, and they got out of it on the bus. Somebody said something about God, and Jordan said, "You're talking to God." And, <laughs> yeah. and and then he laughed. He was like, "No, no, no! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." That's he I, said that in the uh, in the security room. But maybe that, it was then. Maybe it was in a it was in a no, time was, where it, they were just was, hanging out. It was a security room. Somebody was asking for tickets. I remember this now. That's uh, right. Somebody asking for tickets, and he he said, "I don't care where they are. They could be up there next to God." And he said, "God just gave you the tickets." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it. That's it. God gave him the ticket, and then he tried to like walk it back. He tried to walk it back because he didn't like doing that. But but he he yeah. thought highly of himself. Like, I, you like, you gotta yeah. you gotta have that gene. You gotta have that if you're gonna be a champion, man. Uh, Jose said Pacers versus Knicks made it hard for the Pacers to beat the Bulls. Uh, oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I mean, come on. Warm down. Uh, Matt Miller said there's more possessions now, so there are more shots to go around. Yeah, the game is completely different now. Like trying to compare eras is is just you, you just you just it's can't. foolish. You just yeah. can't. And like Jordan didn't shoot threes at that kind of rate. But do you think if he played in this rate, he wouldn't take one off season? and shoot 10,000 threes and then come back and be the best three-point shooter in the game. Oh, I like, believe Because I say the same thing about Larry Bird. Like, Larry Bird never shot three-pointers. Like, he he would if he played today. But but a lot he, of his he, career, they didn't even have a three-point line. Like, but Yeah, most of his career, they didn't. And then when they implemented it, they just wasn't part of the game. Like, yeah. you shot maybe three threes a game a team. Yeah, you take the higher percentage shot. 
Like it, we yeah. didn't have that was the just the way the game was played back then. The math is different. We see things differently now, and I fully believe that those great players then would dominate now strictly because they would learn to play the game the way it is. Yes. Uh, Michael said basketball has changed drastically since then and has gotten much worse. MJ's NBA is black and white compared to today's NBA. 100%. Exactly what we just said. Now, I do believe that I'm not one of these guys where older is always better. I, I think the prime window of basketball was the Lakers-Celtics rivalry through the Jordan-Pistons-Bulls. Yes. And I think that was the window where basketball was at its greatest. Through that, you had the Lakers dynasty, you had the Celtics dynasty, a Celtics dynasty, second one. Then you had Bad Boys Pistons dynasty, and then, then you, you had, had Bulls. the Bulls dynasty. And in there, the Rockets get to, well, I guess that would be the Rockets dynasty too. I mean, that's a, that's a, they, they dominated good, yeah. the West. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then you had a lot of other great teams. Those Suns teams were great. Those Sonics teams were great. Those, those, uh, um, so, and this is all kind of in the same 10-year span. And now, every year, we start the season with three good teams. This year, we were really excited because we thought there was five teams that might have a shot at winning the title oh, before yeah. the season started. Like, like that's insane. Oh, 100%. But now, I will say this. The salary cap and, and the rules and whatnot were different back then. You couldn't go just build – uh, a team, team, a super team. Well, look at who the third scoring option was on these teams. So the Bulls' third scoring option was, it, it, it became Kukoc, but you're talking about a guy that, you know, got one scholarship gets offer 20 on his best game. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. It. I mean, if you look at the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers are the second best team in the NBA right now, um, and they've got Anthony Davis and LeBron, and, I mean, Kuzma hadn't exactly been – Killer, you got Rajon Rondo. You got, I mean, you know, who who's their third best? I mean, it is what it is. Well, right? I don't, I don't know, but the game's just, it's just different. It's, yeah, it's, it's completely different. different. Completely different. Um, Jose, the competition's different, though. Like there aren't any other really good teams. There's, there's, like I said, there's five, there's five really good teams in the league, and that's it. That's the list. Carlos said, "Do you guys agree that the '95 Bulls team would beat the Warriors team with Durant, or does it depend on the era?" I feel that the Bulls team would win in both eras. Uh, I mean, if you I, I do think, but if they were going to play in in the today's era, then we, you would you would need the Bulls team to transition how they play to win. Yeah, I they couldn't have played the way they played in '95 and win. I think the Bulls mentality was better than the Warriors. I think the Warriors were just so much better than everybody else because they had more talent than everybody else. It was just pure talent. Yeah, um, but I, but I they don't also think... didn't have anybody else to play against them that had any type of killer instinct whatsoever. Yeah, Scotty, listen. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry would not be who they are if they had to play against Michael Jordan and and, Scott and, and they're not the same players when they don't have Draymond Green on the court. No, and Draymond like, wouldn't have been the same guy if he actually had to go up against um, a, a guy like Horace Grant or a guy like uh, uh, Carl Malone, uh, or the Worm, whatever, so, or Dennis Rodman, yeah. whatever. Dennis Rodman, that's it. Uh, yeah. But let's like. See. Uh, Matthew said, also, the three-point line is like two feet further back now. When the Bulls were shooting those long threes in practice uh, at Utah, that's a normal shot now. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty long. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely – the game has changed. The game has completely the game's changed. changed. The game's just – it's just that's changed. The but there's no it. doubt that those guys from that era could learn to play this way. The problem is, is none of the guys in this era, outside of LeBron and probably Kawhi and Giannis because of the bodies they have, I don't think any of them survive in the air back then. It's just too physical. Yeah. They get beat up on. 
I think Kevin Durant would get beat the hell up. I think Steph is too small. Like, the reason we have the stigma that small guys can't play in the NBA is because we all were products of growing and watching the NBA in the 90s. Yes. And we saw, you a little man, you can't play. Oh, yeah. You, you just can't. You just get beat up. Unless you you're Muggsy Bogues. beat out of you. Well, now you don't, but it's hard to forget how hard it was for little guys back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you, so you we had to still have that stigma carried over, and it's not there. Yeah. Jose said, yes, preach, preach. And Damian said, MJ is God. If he was at the lottery draft last year, the Bulls would have definitely gotten Zion last year. So <laughs> you're probably right. All right, last three notes I got for this. Uh, Scotty giving credit to Jerry Krause. Was good. Like, they waited until the last episode to do it, but somebody finally talked good about Jerry Krause. Look, he built that team. He built them from the ground up. He drafted Scottie Pippen. He drafted Michael Jordan. Like He didn't draft Jordan. At, oh, he he didn't draft, but he did draft all the pieces that went around him. He drafted and, everybody around Jordan's championship teams. He built the team. He Not a single player was there before he got guys, there. Yeah, he, he traded and signed guys that he needed to to fit and build the right team he for Phil Jackson. He tried to get Charles Barkley instead of, uh, of Dennis Rodman. Yeah. He tried. He couldn't do it. That's a good GM's job. He's trying to put the best players around his guy now, to build this dynasty. Now, did he, like, I, I can see where he was coming from with breaking up the team. I do think it was a bad decision. But I see where he was coming from. And and Jerry Reinsdorf said the same thing at the end of it with, you know, it, he he said the his reasons, I think, may have been sound, right? The value for these players with their contracts coming out, up and everything. Yes. It, they were their their value was not the same as today. A hundred percent, every analytical person in the world would have done exactly what Jerry Reinstorn did. Yeah, and you, Jerry Krause. A hundred percent of them would have done it in today's basketball. Now, now we keep maybe, Jordan and we let everybody else go. And if Jordan won't play, sorry, yeah, because yeah. they care about value and analytics. And the analytics say you don't pay for past performances, which means Pippen's gone. Yeah. You don't pay for past performances, which means Kerr's gone. These guys are going to demand too much money to continue to play, and they're not worth it. Not that they're not good, they're just not worth the dollars they're asking for. Different. Yes, incredibly different. Uh, Build young plow- talent around stars. Now, the, the whole thing with – now, I will say this. I think you made a mistake by saying that it was Phil Jackson's last year. Now, I, I understand they had different differences of, of – uh, excuse me, differences of opinions – on a lot of different things, right? But I, I don't think that you can fire a coach after winning six championships in eight years. That's just ridiculously dumb. Now, the Grizzlies did it with Lionel Hollins, not after a championship, but after making it to the Western Conference Finals, and then they let him go. Now, you can say that's smart, that's dumb, whatever, um, but the Grizzlies never got back there, and the Bulls hadn't been back either. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Jose said... No, all the, Phil, the Phil thing is different than all the players, okay? The Phil situation is different, and I get it from a GM standpoint. This is where he let ego get in his way. Yes. Coaches yes. were now starting to make more money than general managers, and that wasn't the case. Before yes. Phil, before uh, Pat Riley, before the premier coaches, Larry Bird, coaches didn't make that much money. Agreed. Agreed. And, and they made about the same as a general manager, if not a little less than the GM. And now – they're getting to make more, and he took it personal. And that's, listen, that was his fault. That was his downside. But you can't blame everything on him. No, no, no. He made that. good decisions. He made great decisions. 
He uh, was an unbelievable personnel guy. He yes. really was. Oh, he absolutely was. Uh, the last thing I've got written down, Phil lighting the paper in the can. So his his whole thing about uh, the last time they would ever see each other together, you know, all that kind of mess. Uh, incredibly impactful. Very important part of this documentary. Jordan, for the first time, really showed his emotional side, showed how much he appreciated the other guys on the team as opposed to pushing them because there was nothing to work towards anymore. Yeah. Like So once you get past that point, then you can really let your, your true colors out and show everybody, hey, you meant a lot to me, et cetera. Jordan writing a poem was interesting, an interesting way of going about it. Everybody And, and they said it was an incredibly emotional meeting. I was uh, very interested in that. I wasn't shocked by it because it, you would almost expect it at that point. But I thought it was a good way to end the documentary talking about that and you know, them saying just how important that meeting was where they put all the papers in a, in a coffee can, they turn off the lights, they light the, uh, the papers, and everything just goes up in smoke. I would have loved to have seen what some of these guys wrote, what they said. Obviously, they didn't let the, uh, the documentarians in the meeting because that's, that's a very personal meeting, even, even more personal than documentaries and whatnot. Um, I'm glad that they didn't. I would have loved to have seen it, but I'm, I'm glad that that part of it was kept to them, that they have that for just themselves. I thought it was a great way to close out the documentary. Overall, this was fantastic. I thought it was great. I mean, it, it, it gave us exactly what we needed at a time that we really needed it. No, I agree. I completely agree. Anything so. that, uh, that stood out to you that, uh, that I didn't write out? No, I mean, that was, I mean, we, we covered most all of it. Yeah. So. That's, I, I figured like, I, I had a whole thing of notes and a whole thing of notes uh, last week and this week and whatnot, but I mean, it's, it was such a good documentary. So many people talking about it. And, I mean, it's stuff that you and I remember. Like, I, I'm watching those games back, and I'm like, I remember watching this live. Like, and I was a, I was a kid, but I remember all of this, watching it yeah. live. And it was just riveting television. Riveting. ESPN did a good job with this. I was, uh, I was happy. They are showing on Wednesday night uh, the final game six in HD with all the behind-the-scenes stuff and whatnot, like different footage and everything, and ESPN, I think, is going to do massive numbers for that as well. I think a lot of people are going to watch it. Uh, I, I plan on it. I know I'm going to DVR it, uh, but depending upon when it happens, like when it actually, I think it comes on at, what, 8 Central? I don't know. Who knows? I'll, I'll come in on the fourth quarter, probably. <laughs> probably. There's just no reason to rewatch an entire game like that, and I, especially yeah. after this doc. I just saw it. I just saw all the meaningful moments. Yeah. So all we're going to get in watching the game is all the dead time. I know. You're probably right. You're probably right. And I get to see Kukoc's 20 points because he didn't show any of them in the dock. No, you get that right. They didn't show – I mean, they didn't show a whole lot of the actual game to get us into that point. But, you know, they showed us the important stuff. That's what matters. Uh, is there anything else that we need to hit today? That's it, brother. That is it. We went a little long, but hopefully you guys were entertained. That's what we strive to do every day. If you're new, we appreciate you hopping in. Everybody that jumped in on the chat – we hit well over 100 again today. You guys are fantastic for that. We do appreciate it. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. Make sure that you are subscribed on whatever platform you are watching or listening on. Uh, we thank everybody that came in from Costa Rica and across the country. All you young dudes, keep coming in. We appreciate you. Uh, but for now, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. 
If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.